Testing. Testing. Huh? Huh? I'm ready. Testing. Yeah, so you want me to clap? Good morning and welcome to happy Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving service. Uh, uh, it's We're here at House of Power Outreach. I got all my words mixed up. I was going to say welcome to House of Power Outreach, but happy Thanksgiving came out. So happy Thanksgiving anyway. I hope you guys enjoyed yourself. Great food and great times we did. We sure had a blessed time. And, and God is so faithful. And, and we just declared uh, that Thursday that, that as everyone, you know, we're giving thanks for something. I We just prayed that there would be just a, a, a worldwide, a, actually a universal-wide anointing of the presence of God as people were in an attitude of thanks, that, that the spirit of gratefulness would, would just sweep through the entire world and, 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 and people would, would, would be touched by the, by the spirit of gratitude. And we, I believe that that is happening. I believe that that did happen. And we'll continue to grow in it. So we, we are just blessed as a church body. We pray for that. We lift up and thank God for all of our church members. Pray over you. Pray that you are healed and, and blessed and prosperous. And everything you put your hands to do shall do just that. Uh, please don't forget to go to our uh, website and, and look at their different ministries. Pray over the ministries. The outreach that we're giving over and feeding several families and, and, and blessing a lot of lives and thank you for if those of you who are partnered with us and those of you who want to partner with us, you go through and there's different ways that you can give. You just go through a donate button and, and, and uh, as God leads you to give, we, we uh, welcome and, and receive your partnership with us and getting the gospel throughout the entire world. For God is so faithful. Uh, and I'll pray and then we're going to get rolling right into the message this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you for your will being done. We thank you, Lord God, that without you, we are absolutely nothing. You know, Lord, we just thank you and, and we praise you. We're grateful. Thank you for Thanksgiving that we gave thanks. And Lord, we continue. That is not, that one day is, is more of a, a snapshot of what we do every day. And we, we're here to bless you this morning that you are, are worthy to be praised and we glorify you. We thank you for this morning message. I pray I decrease, you increase, Lord God. Give us ears to hear what the Spirit of God has to say. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. So next up is Christmas, right? We couldn't even get through Thanksgiving without folks jumping to Christmas. People had their trees up way before uh, Thanksgiving was even over, even approached. So we're going to talk about uh, the gift of the unseen. So most presents right now are not visible, but you know they're there. You know, you know uh, kind of what you ask for. And even though you can't see it, uh, you know it's, it's wrapped, right? It's wrapped, and it's, it's the gift of the unseen. It's the, the power of, of being uh, uh, blessed by something you don't know about. And the anticipation is so exciting, so overwhelming. And, and, and so we, we have to be careful not to lose that. Um, and unwrapping his presence is really the thing we should be unwrapping every day is the presence of God. 
We don't have to worry about what we haven't seen. And even though we prayed for it, we know it's wrapped in God and God is bringing it on the way. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 through 27, it says, Wherefore I am made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which had been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of, of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. So the hope of glory is, is, is you know, it's, it's, that's, what, that's what wraps everything that we're believing God to do. And, and what happens when we, we get from uh, being excited and anticipating of the, of the, the gift that, that we cannot see yet or we cannot get to, if we're not careful, we can become discouraged because it's still not time to open that gift. It's still not time to reveal that mystery. And we have to keep the hope of glory in us because, because it's wrapped and, and it's not yet seen and, and it's not yet my, my spouse still hasn't turned around or my child still hasn't turned around, but the gift is still in there. It's still in there. And so you have to unwrap the presence of God while you are waiting to receive the manifestation of what you're believing God is going to do in your life. Because if anything else, if you lose the spirit of anticipation, if you lose the spirit of expectancy and turn that into grief, sorrow, doubt, unbelief, and accusation, you will miss out on the very present by not accepting God's presence instead. And, and so, so I, you know, I'd rather have God there with me than the thing. And, and God, you know, it's, it's a simple prayer, but it's a mature prayer. God, I want to receive it when you know I'm ready to handle it. You know, sometimes we pray for things. We want it right then, but we ain't, we're not ready to handle it. And we got to trust God in there and, and quit shaking the box. What you're believing God for is fragile. You, you're shaking it. I wonder what this is. I wonder. And sometimes we do that when we're praying to God and we're believing God to do something. I wonder what's in there. And, and, and even if we do that with, with, with you believing for your child, but every time you see them, you keep shaking them to see if it's when you're destroying what God is trying to deliver. And, and we have to step back and say, God, I'm, I'm going to wait on you and I'm going to enjoy. I'm going to enjoy opening this gift on your time. Uh, so if, if we are truly trusting God, we're going to need to be okay with living with mystery and knowing that God is going to finish what he started. We got, we got to be okay with that. Philippians 1, 6, he that begun a good work in me is able to complete it. He's able to perform it to the end, Right? Uh, Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the thoughts I have of you, thoughts of good and not evil, so that you'll have an expected end. Quit shaking what you prayed for and wait on God to open it. Faith has to be deeper than just in our mind because the mind looks for how, but real faith keeps us in touch with God's why. Why did you pray for that? Why did you believe God? Well, if you know that why and you keep in touch with it, don't give up on it. Don't keep shaking it. Don't give up on it. Don't let your mind start taking over. Stick with real faces. I know why I prayed. I'm believing for my spouse to get better. I'm believing for my child to get better. I'm believing for my finances to get better. I'm believing for my job to get better. I know why I prayed. See, my why has to be stronger than my how because how is just what I can mentally understand. Why is my faith? It's there. So living with, I don't know, but I know God will. Like, that's our name. I don't know. Well, when is that going to come? I don't know, but I know God will. 
When is that going to be a manifestation? I don't know, but I know God will. Is true faith identifying things that are not seen and will be around much longer through faith than things that are seen? It just reminds me of the verse that says things which are seen are temporary. Things that are unseen are eternal. I'd rather go down believing God then grab a hold all of this fleshly stuff around me that's going to be here today and gone tomorrow. I'd rather grab hold to my, my life and faith in Christ. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 and 12, it says, When I was a child, I spake as a child, understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a child, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I am known. You will know what God has done for you as much as you have known yourself. So again, know who you are in Christ. I know Christ in you, the hope of glory, the verse we read earlier. But I will know what I'm believing for just as much as I am known, as much as I know me, as much as I look in the mirror, know who I am. I'm going to know God that way. I'm going to know the hand of God that way. I'm going to know the power of God that way. God knows the very hairs on our head. And, and some of us, it's an easier count than others. And, and his intent and his attention. Attention to detail applies to our life as well. And, and what we seemingly don't know isn't God forgetting the details, but it is God knowing the bigger picture. Just because you don't know it, just because you don't see it, just don't know when, but, but you know that why you pray. God knows the bigger picture. He knows when to bring it. He knows when to hang it on the wall. He knows what he's doing. And just because you can't see it, does not mean God has forgotten the details of blessing you. Does not mean that God has forgotten the things that he's done. I remember saying this to a lady and she was single, like, why is it taking so long? Because I said, you know, I, I truly believe you prayed for God to, to deliver you from all the hurts and pains and, and, and don't, you know, that you don't get caught up in a relationship that, that doesn't appreciate you and doesn't uh, uh, hold, you, hold you up as, as a child of the Most High God. And that means it's taking time for the person that he wants in your life and the person you need to be in their life. You didn't ask for a small thing. So God is prepping you for the great things. So they that wait upon the Lord, Isaiah 40 and 30 says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagle. They shall run and not be weary, walk and not faint. It'll be there, but you got to be there. You got to be there in your faith. So God knows the details. He's like, he's detail oriented. But just because you can't see doesn't mean he's forgotten. Our flesh will draw pictures of conclusions that if we waste time coloring those pictures, we will miss God's reality for our life. I heard a posting on social media a long time ago, just because your mind draws an image doesn't mean you have to color it. Sometimes we have these images of what we think should happen and the way they should happen. And, and we'll color in that image and we'll, 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 we'll look at that image and we'll stay on that image and, and we'll waste so much time. We'll make so much of our ability, our creativity on, on what has not been that we'll miss on what God has called us to be. We'll miss the opportunity to be creative in God. So it's, it's the gift of the unseen. It's gifted. 
It's in there that God is blessing you. God is, God is bringing change. God is bringing abundance. But if you keep shaking the grill, you know, if you're, you're believing for change in your, in your marriage and you keep shaking it every time you get a chance to, and, and you're rattling the gift, it, it pushes opening that back further because you can't handle what's inside yet. Stop shaking it. Stay before God. Wait on God and trust him. He will bless your life, and he will bless your mind. Uh, uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7. This is, be careful for nothing, but in everything be pray- be by every- but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And, and again, the, 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 one of the big things that we struggle with is we want to make our request known to everybody. But God says, make sure you make it known to me. And sometimes we tell people and we create so much buzz about what we're believing God for that we don't necessarily believe God. We just want a bunch of attention waiting to be there to applaud when we get what we're believing God for. And God says, you need to keep this with us because there's going to be a process. There's going to be a process. And then, you know, there's times where, you know, I'm believing God to do this and I've told all my buddies and I'm embarrassed because it hasn't happened yet. Well, God is not interested in how you look around your buddies. God is interested in your relationship with him. And, and he's talking about the, the gift of the unseen, the presence of God. Unwrap God's presence until this thing becomes present. And, and as you unwrap the presence of God, man, you forget all about the stuff that's coming because you got the one who brings it all. That's, that's why we seek him first. And, and he asks everything. So this means if, if I'm going to live this verse peace that surpass all understanding, this means I'm going to have to live by faith when I don't understand things and, and not look to blame my surroundings or, here's one, accuse God. Sometimes when things don't go their way, people blame God. Imagine that. King of kings, Lord of lords, you ain't done enough for me. I sent my only begotten son to save you from hell. Uh, that ain't enough. You haven't done enough for me. You blame God. And God is like, no, that shouldn't be. But, but you got to be okay. It's peace that surpass all understanding. And that works for you, but that also needs to work through you. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 9 and 10, the Bible says Satan is the accuser of the brethren. He's the accuser. He, he has, he's, he's the accusation. He, he does that. He accuses. Uh, of the, and, and if we are accusing God, we are living out the characteristics of Satan. Because this is exactly what he did. It's exactly, in, uh, that's exactly how he operates. In 2 Corinthians chapter 2 and 11, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices, his schemes, his, his setups. We know how the devil works. We know how it works. We know how the things get under our skin. We know things we shouldn't be getting close to and next to or people who are going to push our buttons. And we know that. We shouldn't be, act like we're ignorant of his devices. And we know in Genesis that right before they sin against God, they question God. So really, the serpent came, and he starts to get Eve to question, did God really say? And when you start questioning God's command, questioning God comes right before accusing God. Because the minute Adam and Eve blew it, that's exactly what Adam said. It was the woman. you gave, It's your fault. God, you gave me this woman. See, I want you to think about what you've been believing God for 
Stop questioning God and start having faith for God. Start having the presence of God to deal that that package may be wrapped, but I'm going to wait on you, Lord. I'm going to sit in your presence. I'm going to unwrap your presence every day. Every time I want to look and see if if that thing has changed or that situation has changed, I'm going to stop and go unwrap the presence of God. God, I'd rather be with you. I need to spend this time with you so that my mind will settle down and quit trying to fix things that are out of my hands because I gave them to you. Wait up on the Lord. It is questioning God. When you start questioning God, that's doubt. That's questioning the character of God. And that's exactly what the serpent did with Adam and Eve. He got them to start questioning God and questioning his character, questioning who he was. Did God really say? What, what, why would God say? Well, what, they didn't have to. Why are you answering what God has really said? There's things in the Bible that God really, that this is all God breathed. You know, we got people trying to get away with certain things in their lifestyle. Does the Bible really say that about? Yes. That's exactly what the Bible means is what the Bible says. And and we have to make sure that we are there. We have to make sure that we are in that arena of trusting God and and believing God that that they, they, they were they were that questioning leads to accusation it leads to not believing it leads to now i'm gonna do what i want to do and 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 that accusation puts you at odds that puts you against god not with god so that's what that's when they sin it says god if if you god i wouldn't have done that if you would have showed up god i wouldn't have i wouldn't have made that decision had you had you made me if you'd done something bigger in my life well god has given you his instructions He's giving you his word. You know, you should obey the word of God. Like if I've given you my word and, I, and I've, I've spoke to you through the word of God, uh, why won't you follow that? In, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26 through 27, here's a, here's a good one. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the, de- to the devil, Right? You can be angry. angry. Anger is not the problem. But when you sin as a result of the anger, not only do you blow it and, and, you know, the sin, but you give place to the devil. You give him a place to operate. You give him room to work. You give him space in your life. You give him those things that are, are left in your life. And, and so I, I have to be, be mindful of my emotions, because if I get emotionally involved in something and it's outside the will of God, and I let that emotion take me into an area of sin, and now the, and the enemy has a foothold on my life. He has, he has a place. He's housed there. Is, the Bible says the prince of this world, the prince and power of this world, Jesus said the prince and power of this world came looking, but he found no place in me. You know, does, the, does the enemy have a right to be there? Do you got stuff that belongs to the enemy? So we have to get rid of that. Now listen to this. The absence of sacrifice is a resting place for the enemy. When we are not making a sacrifice to not criticize, and not, we're not making a sacrifice not to badger, not to, not to blame, not to accuse. When we're not making that sacrifice, that, those are places where the enemy can rest. He can sit in that. Right? When Romans 12, 1 says, I present my body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God as my reasonable service. When I present my body as a living sacrifice, the enemy has no place from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. He can't rest here. 
That anger can't rest here. That depression can't rest here. That hurt can't rest here. That fear can't rest here. That anxiety can't rest here. Depression can't rest here. There is no place. I've presented my whole body as a living sacrifice. It can't rest here. There is no room for you here, devil. And you've got to be able to do that. I mean, it comes with that emotional part of it. And people say, I'm just being passionate. No, you're being deceived. It is important that we sacrifice our emotions and surrender to God so that the enemy will not have a place to establish accusations in our life. So it's easy to think when Jesus came into our life that, that, that he, is, he is going to hang pictures. He's going to, Jesus is here. Everything is going to go well. He's going to hang pictures. He's going he's to beautify what I have. And really, when Jesus comes, he actually starts knocking down the walls to make the place, make it a place of worship in our heart. It's because then everything that we've built up up until that point before Jesus got there wasn't built by God. It was built by us. And it wasn't built for eternity. It was built to fail. And God starts knocking down those walls and say, I need to build a place of worship in your heart, a place for my presence to dwell an everlasting more. Reaching the end of our spiritual rope can be the scariest, weakest, and loneliest place, but all it takes is a reach toward God to know it isn't over. God is not done. God is not through. God is not finished. It isn't over. You can look, look at your family members and you don't have to say it to them out loud. Say it isn't over. I ain't got to unwrap you right here. I'm good. I see you acting the way you are. I ain't got to unwrap that. I ain't got to open that. God is going to present that gift at the right time, at the right place, in the right season. It ain't over. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 26 through 27 says uh, um, that, that uh, be, and I just sit and wrote the same verse down. So it says that praying without ceasing is living out what you are believing God is doing in your life. We pray without ceasing. And that's, that's where's the place of prayer, of without ceasing, is living out what God has called us to do. Right? And, and so we're living out there. It's impossible to be praying all the time without ceasing. What does it mean to be praying without ceasing? And there's no way to keep that all the time about prayer. But it, it is, it's about living out what we've been praying for. If I live out what I've been praying and believing God to do, if I live out that prayer, there, there is my time with God. So we must stay prayed up because there are too many demons dressed up like people in the world today. We must stay prayed up. They are trying to justify. They're calling evil good and good evil. There is too many devils out there dressed up and people are starting to cave and give in to the things of this world. They're starting to give in. They got churches that they're being told you don't show love if you don't accept this behavior. No, the Bible called us to righteousness. Jesus died. He says, here, I will take your dirty and give you my righteousness. Preaching the truth does not make you a bigot, does not make you homophobic, it does not make you xenophobic, and whatever the phobes they got out there, what it makes you is, is a believer and obedient to the word of God. That's what it makes you. And we must speak up. There are too many people dressed up, too many demons dressed up as people, and they're spreading their message. Never underestimate sinfulness. Because it will cause us to devalue God's righteousness. So when we underestimate sinfulness, when we say, oh, that ain't that bad. 
when you have to justify what it ain't that bad and you can't say what good is in it, that is underestimating sin. And when you underestimate it, that means that you're going to underestimate God's righteousness. But we're not going to do that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna unwrap the presence of God. And I, I want us to be able to do that. So let's pray together and, and, and believe God over this message over your life. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you that everything, everything people have prayed for and we're all believing for, that Lord, around that gift, when it's in our heart, God, when is it going to happen? Every time that pops up, Father, help us to stop and then unwrap the presence of God. Father, that, that your presence would be right there, that we open that and we just sit in the presence of God. And don't worry about what's wrapped in the box. Don't worry about what, what you've set under the tree because Jesus was sacrificed under a tree. He was, he was the gift that was, that was beat down under a tree. We don't worry about that. But, but as we're in your presence, that you'll take away all that anxiety, all that fear, all of that doubt, all of that, all that stuff begins to be removed because I am unwrapping the presence of God. I'm not going to worry about what hasn't happened. I'm not going to worry about what's on here. All I know is Jesus said it. I believe it. That settles it. And whether I believe it or not, it's settled anyway. Well, I'm going to walk by faith and I'm going to enjoy what God has called me to do. I'm going to walk out by faith what I've been praying for God to do. Lord, I just thank you for answered prayer. I thank you for the body of Christ as we wait upon the Lord. Father, I thank you for strength being renewed. I pray, Father God, for anxiety to be removed right now in the name of Jesus. As people call and say, presence of God, I unwrap you to be my gift today, to be my gift at all times. And Lord God, I thank you for a fellowship with you like no other, that nothing can stop it. Nothing can change what I believe and what I know to be true, and that is God in me, the hope of glory. Father, I thank you for elevated hope right now today. I pray for people, if they don't know you, that they come to Jesus and come to know you so they too can have this hope for eternity. And Lord, we bless you. We thank you for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us, joining us today. We'll see you next time. God bless.